Well, the Scarlet Knights did not have a national champion before tonight, and it's RU times two. What's up, everybody? Breakdown from the Barn is back, and college wrestling is back. I'm, I'm pumped. The season's starting, getting underway. We've been waiting a long time. We're at episode seven. I just had a great dinner. Jersey Mike's baby. Good stuff. I'm loving it. How you making out, Eric? I'm doing well. You heard the big news about Jersey Mike's. Oh, man, I heard it. That's great. I went to classic Italian today. Unbelievable sandwich. And I think it's going to be a good, good spot for the arena. You know, I'm, I'm excited. I like the rack, but I think Jersey Mike's adds that Jersey flair to it. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'm a turkey Swiss guy myself. Every once in a while, I'll go big kahuna if I want to get a little protein, get the steak going. But yeah, it's it's still to me, we're still rocking the rack, but we're rocking the rack with Jersey Mike's in the front cover. So nice. So good stuff. So speaking about it, you know, we got the, the match coming up this weekend. I, yeah. I did want to run a couple questions by you. You know, we got the um, you know, we've been season ticket holders way before anybody else going back. I don't know, maybe 10 years now. So they, they, they made some changes this year. First thing with the tickets, like all what is it all? Um electronic. I know you texted me my tickets over there and I know I messed up. I'm sorry about that. I, I waited a little too long to download them and then you sent them back. So now I got my tickets on my phone right here. I got them on the, the wallet, whatever that is to go in. But now here's my dilemma. I got four tickets and two are my dad's. So my dad has a flip phone. How do, how do I do that? I got it on my iPhone. How do I get that to my dad's flip phone? I'm, I'm confused here. Well, the first thing I could do is you got to get them off Prodigy. That's the start. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's get them into the 21st century. We've got to put the Commodore 64 away. Okay. okay. Right in the let's same. go. Let's go get the smartphone. Okay. Let's text those bad boys to a smartphone, download them. Otherwise, if he's still rocking the flip phone, my man's going to have to call up uh, the ticket office and get some printouts for him. Gotcha. Gotcha. I think that's what we might end up doing. I don't know if my dad can handle the, the smartphone phone. Also, I saw there's a mask policy in place. Um, I get it being safe, but it said you're good. Um, not as long as you're eating and drinking, you don't have to wear a mask. And you know me when I'm at, I'm at the rack, you know, I'm pounding these white claws like crazy. So I think I should be good, right? You should be good. The policy is you got to wear it, obviously, in the arena. OK, and even Matt's side, I definitely got to have it on my, my face. So I'll be rocking probably uh, my Westfield wrestling mask. But you could always go the old school route and get the straw and the white cloth sticking underneath. If you enjoy wearing the mask and want to keep going up and down. And that's another option as well. Otherwise, yeah, if you're drinking your white claw, having yourself a little bit of a hot dog, take your mask off, eat it, put your mask back on. You're ready to roll. All right. I think we're good. I think we're good with that. Nice. So a more important news, okay, I think it's time we actually start talking about what we haven't done in a long time, and that's wrestling, my man. What's going on? I do, I do. But first, let's talk about the poster. Did you see the poster drop yesterday? You know? Oh, I did see the poster drop. Yeah, I, I thought it was good. You know, I think um, we've been asking for a little more uh, flair for the poster. They had a cool car on it. I think it said, keep pace on the, uh, keep the pace on the road to Motor City. Uh, national championships are in Detroit. Clever with that. I did like it. I think, um, you know, step in the right direction. I would have liked to see some wrenches in those hands. I think uh, Janzer and uh, Paz could use some wrenches, maybe give a crowbar to, to Jackson Turley, maybe have them a little, uh, us, you know, greased up a little bit, you know, a little car action. jack action going I, on. I you like, know yeah. So I think sea bass could be rocking the jack, you know, exactly. that's what I would do. But, you know, this is a process here. You know, it's like they, they need to get moving if they need to uh, get to the level of taking care of business and um, we can cut it. Uh, running with the big dogs, men working. I think I think this is a step in the right direction. It's a process. I, I'd like to see them uh, keep keep moving it up over the years and and do bigger and better things. I'm thinking outside the box, Detroit Motor City. But you also got to think about the Kiss angle. Maybe get them in the Kiss the Kiss you know uniforms. Get them you know uh, the spaceman. Uh, that would have been cat, good. That would have like been that. good. Listen, I I'll tell you what. Um, there's no rule that you can't have more than one poster. I don't think, I think maybe before there might've been the NIL, we're allowed to do whatever. I, I think we do that. We get a kiss poster. 
um, you know, Rutgers wrestling with Kiss on it. I think that will uh, be a big hit. I would hang that. You know, my wife would get mad because I would hang that above my bed, you know, because she would get mad at that. But uh, isn't Kiss in the marketing department too? Last name Kiss. Mm -hmm. So it all works together. You got it. You got it. All right. So let's get into this wrestling. We'll we'll go through the weights. I want to go through the national level. I want to go through what Rutgers have. A lot of exciting things on both sides. So first we'll start off, you know, 125. Right now you got Spencer Lee. You got um, Vito Rujo, Pat Glory, Courtney, uh, Brandon Courtney, national finals last year. He's ranked fourth at flow. So you got Spencer. I feel like you have another tier there. Um, We know there there might be somebody coming back second semester by the name of Nick Soriano. Don't know where he's going to fall. What are are your thoughts on 125 this year? Well, all due respect to Spencer Lee, obviously Spencer Lee's all world. He's going to go down as probably power for power, one of the greatest wrestlers to come out of the NCAA. So taking nothing away from my man. But last year, let's be honest, okay? Um, Courtney's a solid wrestler. McKee's a solid wrestler. You know, some of the other guys there. We obviously, Killian Cardinal, we've got some, you know, roots with Cardinal going back to Belleville, New Jersey. So a lot of respect there and love. But it's not as if Spencer Lee was pushed last year. I mean, even with the torn ACLs, he relatively was able to get through. Had a little bit of a, of a tough time that first period. You could see he was kind of limping a little bit. But there was no veto. There was no glory. And obviously, Nick Suriano, who was up at 33, he's talking about going down to 125. You throw him in that equation. Now you've got some tier one wrestlers right there. So I'm actually excited about 25 this year because Spencer Lee to go out there on top, getting his fourth title, you want to see him do it against a top level wrestler. Okay. I think glory has come a long way since his freshman year when he was getting teched by Spencer Lee. Let's face it. Spencer Lee techs everybody, but I think with Vito there and I think with glory there, and if Nick Soriano comes back, all right. And who the hell knows who he's wrestling for? Is he going to Penn state? Is he going to, you know, I heard Ohio state. He's looking now maybe in the big 12. I'm not dropping names. Everything I'm hearing until I see him sign the dotted line and sign his, his agreement. As far as I'm concerned, he's not there, but if he does, John, how crazy it would be full circle Suriano Spencer Lee, once again, the finals to close out their career back where it all started way back in the day. That to me is the dream matchup. I think if you're down there in Detroit this year, you've got to make that the last match if it happens. Okay. So if Suriana comes back, that's what I'm hoping for as a wrestling fan. Otherwise, I think it's Spencer Lee's. Uh, he's going to he's going to go off in the sunset with, with another championship. But I like the fact that he's going to have Vito and Pac Glory there. I, I think that's that'll put some legitimacy to that title. Yeah, I agree with you. I think there there's some contenders there. I think uh, Nick Suriano, Spencer Lee, that is a dream matchup. Uh, two national champs going at it. Spencer go, has to beat a national champ to get his fourth title. That would be a, a great match. Um, yeah, Pat McKee, we talked about number five. You know, Dylan Chauver, let's let's talk about Rutgers now. Bring let's that talk about Chauver. He had a good win over him. Came on at yeah. the end of the year. I think um, that Big Ten weight class was stacked. I think really the way he wrestled, he deserved a national bid last year. Um, we do got a solid, you know, solid guy going at 25. We got depth too. We got Dean Peterson. I'm looking for Dean Peterson to start out work wrestling the twenties. Um, he, we can see what he has at the table. Is he ready to go in this year? Does he need a developmental year, but he's somebody that could, um, right away, get, get, get that all American status. So I think we got two very solid options at 125 to start off um dylan dylan Shaver, he's not ranked he's an honorable mention in flow but i think he's somebody that's that's going to climb those rankings very quickly either of these two guys i think are going to climb these rankings very quickly and uh, and, and real and, quickly and, if we talk about the big tech because obviously mckee who's up there in the, in the top 10 there's a lot of fringe guys that are knocking at the door eric burnett's a returning all-american at wisconsin he's he's a tough tough out schroeder we always talk about about him he's still around for Purdue and we know he can give he gave um our boy a little bit of a headache and Foley for Michigan State and I, I'm pretty sure that Trevor Russell Foley last year um in that second round had a tough time with him so that's and of course you got Hausman from from Ohio State those are all top 20 guys but the top 
eight, I'd say, of, of 125, where it's normally dominated by Big Ten wrestlers. They're more that second tier. So I, th- I think he's got a good shot here to make some noise, especially knocking off McKee, if he can stay focused, if he can get through a whole season. But let's talk about Dean Peterson, because this kid is the real deal. We He's most likely going to redshirt, I think, John. That would be my assessment. I think that's what he wants to do. And another thing about this kid is, is he came out looking like a rock star, had the nice flowing blonde hair. Reminds me of one Brian Brady back in the day, coming in with the long hair, looking all studly. So I think it's time to get the Clippers out, get to work. Um, you know, let's start focusing on wrestling. But no, I love the future of 125. I miss Soriano being in the program. Obviously, that's a huge loss not having him back. But if that means we got Dean Peterson for the next four or five years, I'm loving it. I love the kit, the fact that we've got a 125 pounder coming back who was an NCAA um, qualifier, beat a top five kid. So I'm pretty excited about 125 as well. What is your feeling, though, in terms of end of the season? Do you think this is a possible All-American weight class for us or do you think we're out in the fringe? I, I think we got a shot. I mean, I wouldn't bet my money on it right now, but I, right. I think there, like you said, you, you rattled off a lot of names in the Big Ten that are, are very tough guys that are that second, third tier. But beatable. Um, beatable guys, though. All beatable. I think we definitely have a shot uh, at getting an AA here, but um, yeah, definitely. I feel good about this weight class. I, I really like it. I, I like th- that we have options, and it's exciting that we have somebody with so much upside. Uh, whichever way we end up going at 125. Which brings us to 33, a wrestler who I do think is going to be a serious contender for an All-America, as long as we can keep the weight in check, which is always a question. It's not a knock on Sammy. We're obviously talking about the bull, Sammy Alvarez. He is one of the bigger 33-pounders you'll see out there. In some ways, he's bigger than Seabass, okay? Um, If he can keep that weight down, I think he's going to make some serious noise in this weight class. He's actually not ranked in the top 10 right now, which is understandable. I mean, he wasn't even able to make weight last year in the Big Tens. Obviously, this weight class, I mean, obviously, you got DeSanto there, but that's RBY. That's Dayton Fix, okay? That's most likely your returning, you know, national finalist. But I honestly think Sammy can make some noise. He's beaten Philip Filippi already from Pittsburgh. Okay. I'm looking at some of these guys. The kid Myers is tough from Virginia tech. Um, I love Sammy this year. I think he's coming in with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Um, he, you know, he did the interview last year where he really regrets not putting the effort to make 133 for the Big Tens. Obviously, with the COVID protocols last year, he was practicing. He wasn't practicing. And you know better than anyone, John. I try to explain this to people who don't wrestle. And their feedback is, well, if you're not, you know, having to make weight every week, isn't that easier? And I say, no, it's actually not. When you're focused and you're on your diet regimen and you're in the room practicing four or five days a week and you're forced to make weight twice a week, you're more likely to hold your weight than if you go two, three weeks without having to make weight. So I think this is a big year for Sammy. I like, I would have liked him at 41 personally. I like Seabass at 33, Sammy at 41, but you know, it's going to be flipped this year and that's fine. But I really like Sammy's chances this year. The the wrestle offs, he was pretty much ho hum. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we got some depth there. But I like his chances. I, I think he's I think he's a top eight wrestler if he stays focused and he keeps his weight. And I think, listen, this is a guy who's gone overtime with with RBY. He's they have very similar styles. Okay, um, the top three wrestlers, he's right there with them. Let's see what we can do. Now, and I'm I'm right with you. I think if if, if Sammy Alvarez definitely uh, keeps the mindset and and goes forward, I think he's a top eight guy. He just needs to get it done. Um, it, it's it's less about to me. I think it's less about um, making weight all the time than having that routine where you're going into practice. Exactly. Um, you know, we're yep. creatures of habit. I think having a match and then have it get canceled. And then I think there was a period where they said no one's allowed in the wrestling room and you need to now figure out what you, what, what you could do to get your weight down. And listen, it, you, it's it's not like as easy just to go ride a bike or just to, just to figure this out. I mean, when you're cutting a lot of weight like Sammy Alvarez does, um, you know, you, you mentioned he's a big 33 pounder. You need that routine. And I, I think they're going to be smart with him this year. I think they, they give him a break here and there. Um, they do have some depth there. They got uh, Ramo in there at, at 33. Okay. They got 
Devin Britton, I think, at 33. So they got a couple guys there, and I think it, it could be good to give them a break here and there. They need to need to be smart about that. But I, I he is a top eight guy, and you got some firepower at the top of that lineup. Um, Dayton Fix is coming off a second in the world uh, championship, and we know he RBY. Tough, he's one of the one of the hottest names in wrestling right now. I think he's yeah. honestly number three in terms of social media followers of all sports. So um, you know he got a lot of hype around him um i think he's a, he's a very exciting wrestler it's an exciting weight you know what DeSanto brings to the table and i think rby is going to be or i think um sammy alvarez is going to be right up there with those those uh, i agree which brings us to 41 which is obviously you know my man seabass we got a shirt right up there mr yeah. rivera and let me tell you something i had the pleasure uh alex had the pleasure of meeting seabass a couple weeks ago he did a clinic down there at, uh, at his dad's club had a great role, a lot of good wrestlers down there, got beat up a little bit. Um, in fact, he Seabass was there with, with Paz, so really got excited about meeting him. So let's talk about 41. Nick Lee to me, and let me tell you something. Last year, I thought Ironman was by far the, 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 the cream of the crop in this class. I was I always felt like Nick Lee was a tinge overrated. I've been proven wrong, and not just wrong, but brutally wrong. And not only did Nick Lee really come out of the gate strong last year, what he did to Yanni Dakmahalis, okay, at the Olympic trials to take third. Listen, Yanni was down. This was a guy who was trying to make his first Olympic team. I think losing once again to Oliver, I think he was probably not at his best game. So you can't take that with too much credence. But still, the way Nick Lee wrestled in that match to me, this guy is bringing it up to a next level. He is strong. He is focused. I think it's going to be very tough to knock this guy off the perch. But you still got Ironman. You still got Yanni coming back who didn't wrestle last year. And we all forget about Steven Michik, okay? I think he's in his eighth season. What's he, 26 or 27 years oh, old? Man. So he's finally, I think, going to finish off his wrestling career. There's been talk about him maybe switching weights a little bit, maybe going down to 33, in which case that would make 33 even stronger. But right now, I think he's still at 41. So it's going to be a tough call for Sebastian Rivera here because all these guys, especially Ironman and Lee and, and, and Diak Mahalis, they're bigger, stronger guys. But Seabass can beat anybody. OK, I will take him in a one single match against anyone, in, you know, at this weight class. But again, 41 is probably one of the deepest, strongest weight class where you've literally got four guys or five guys who can win a national championship. Yeah, I mean, you got you got five guys in that weight class that compete at the world level. You yeah, know, they're exactly. not just they're competing at the senior world level. These guys on um, these these five. This is a you know, this is a handful uh, of, uh, you know, top tier wrestlers. It's exciting. This weight class. I mean, Sebastian Rivera's right there. I mean, that match at big tens with Nick Lee, that was one of the most exciting back-to-back -back matches yep. I ever seen. So I think he's uh, right there. That's going to be an amazing, uh, amazing weight class. It's going to be fun to watch. Um, and I'm excited for it. And I'm excited to see Seabass. It would be unbelievable if he wins that weight class and, and wins that national title at home in Jersey just for the gauntlet he has to go through. So let's bring it up to 149. 49, um, you got Sammy Sasso, one, Tariq Wilson, second. Um, Mike Van Brill, we saw what he did at the Big Tens. Uh, last year, took third, beat a lot of guys. This weight class, it's like, you know, you got Sasso, Tariq, Yep. Other than that, the, the, the number third ranked guy right now is Yaya Thomas had a, an outstanding NCAA tournament. He took ninth yep. at the Big Ten. So there's a lot of parity um, in this weight. I know Mike Van Bro beat number six, Max Murin. He beat a lot of those guys up above him. Yep. Uh, with Mike Van Brill, I think it is, um, you know, getting it done at the right time. Um, I think he could beat just about anybody in this weight class other than, and, you know, it would be a stretch for him to beat the top two, but anyone else I think he could run with. He could also lose to a lot of people as well. Um, but we, you know, we, we talk about Anthony White, um, probably more of a positive that we got this kid did that, that's that good. He also beat uh, Gerald Angelo in, in the wrestle off. So we got a lot of depth there at 49. We also got Jojo Arigola there. So a very deep weight class for Rutgers. I think, um, I, I think at the end of the day, it's going to be Mike Van Brill's weight class. Um, and I think um, he has a good shot here. Yeah, before I get into the Rutgers, um, because there's a lot of, obviously we're going to talk about White for a second. I want to talk about him, the South Plainfield native. What's interesting about this weight class is you've got two really solid weight uh, uh, wrestlers who have bumped up. 
Obviously, Zach Sherman's another one who is an All-American. He's moving up to 149. He's a tough out. Although I think when you look at Tariq Wilson, Tariq Wilson basically was a 49-pounder last year. And we saw the matchup with Seabass was just not a good matchup for him. You can see the size differential. Um, Tariq Wilson's always been – he's been that guy who's like a top three wrestler who just – he's always been on the fringe of breaking through and making a finals. I would really look out for him this year. I like Sammy Sasso. Um, obviously, I didn't pick him last year. I think you did. We're waiting to see if Sammy Soso, what he's going to do this year. He's going to go ahead and win his title. But I think Tariq Wilson, obviously, he's, he's ranked number two right now. I think people have forgotten how tough this kid is. But you said it best. There's a lot of sneaky good wrestlers in this weight class. When I think of the fine silvers, okay? I think there's about, you know, another one out in Duke. Michael Carr, who's back for Illinois, he's a tough out, okay? Um, so when you think about some of the Big Ten guys, Austin Gomez. So there's, a, there's I won't say it's obviously not 41. 41 is by far the toughest weight class, I think, in, in the NCAAs this year. 33 is very tough. There's some sneaky good kids here. But I think this is the weight where if you're going to sneak through and get that All-American, um, I think this is the way to do it. MVB, my man's got to get more, he, he's got to get more focused. He can't have these, these moments where I feel like he just kind of, you know, I won't say flakes out, but he's got to get consistent. Um, so I agree with you. I think Van Brill is going to finish out. This is his last year. I think he's going to get the weight class, but let's talk about my boy white from South Plainfield. Okay. He came in on the wrestle offs. Okay. And not only did he knock off Michael Van Brill, um, you know, in this final ma matchup, he also took out um, Gerard Angelo, okay, who's a, who's been a varsity starter for us before. He's a tough wrestler. He's a guy that you could fit into the lineup. And here's this freshman from South Plainfield, okay, who wasn't even a state champ, comes out and basically knocks off two veterans with varsity experience in the Big Ten lineup, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's not a knock on Angelo, and that's not a lock on Van Brill. I think this kid, Anthony White, is a diamond in the rough. This was a super 32 place winner. He's always been, I won't say he was small for his weight, but he's never really cut weight. I don't think he's ever reclassified. He's ne he never, you know, a lot of these, these guys who have stayed back in seventh and eighth grade and kind of, you know, had an extra year on him. This was always a guy who's basically been in there since day one. His weight doesn't cut a lot. I think this kid's got a bright future. I think you saw it in the rest loss. I'm excited to see Anthony White in this lineup. I just think kind of like with Dean Peterson, I think these guys are the future. Let's give him that red shirt year, but let's see what happens. He's going to get open tournaments. He's going to get an opportunity to wrestle as a red shirt. And if in the middle of the year, Van Brill's struggling and he's lighting on fire, I say you make the switch. Um, but if I had to put my money on it, I agree with you. I think Van Brill has earned the right to have this weight class. Obviously, he took third in the Big Tens last year. We know he's got the capability on any given you know day to, to, to wrestle a great match. I think if, if anyone's going to break through in, in this All-American status, it's going to be Van Brill because he's got the experience. Sammy, Anthony White's never wrestled this le level of wrestling for this period of time. Obviously, we're back to a full season. So, again, all I ask for, John, is consistency, okay, and focus. And hopefully on his senior year, like some of our wrestlers have done in the past, let's get on the top eight. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I hear you. So let's go to 157. We got – um. You know, David Carr back, uh, 149-pound national champ, Austin O'Connor coming up. And you have Ryan Deacon up, too, who looked to be the, the man to, 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 to make that weight class, um, you know, to make that weight class uh, to win the weight last year. Um, he's ranked number three. Uh, what do you think about this weight at 157? Listen, Carr came out of nowhere and, and took the whole thing last year. You and I both had Deacon winning it. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, the big upset getting put on his back, which, like we said, it can happen to anybody. OK, you still got some solid guys. I mean, Quincy Mundy from Princeton, OK, is another guy who's been around where I think he's going to be tough. Kendall Coleman is always a tough out in the Big Ten for Purdue. OK, Lee from Minnesota is tough. There's a lot of good, solid wrestlers in, in this weight class. But I agree with you. Those top three are the ones to beat: Carr, O'Connor and Deacon. We know what O'Connor can do. Um, he's obviously coming back because last year being a COVID year, he probably should have been a senior. Him and Carr right there, one and two. Um, but don't forget about Deacon. I thought he was the guy to win it last year. He might have a little bit of chip on his shoulder and come out and, and make some noise. But, you know, talk to me about who we got back coming back for Rutgers because we didn't have him in the Big Tens last year. And I'm finally excited to see what he can do in a full season. 
Yeah, I think uh, Rob Kennard, we, we want to see yep. this guy wrestle full season. He he looked good last year, had some close uh, close matches with some top guys. Um, good win over Ohio State, got, got him kind of ranked. Um, I think he's going to benefit from that full season. I think having one, obviously not getting to wrestle in the Big Tens due to the COVID test hurt him a lot, you know, obviously that. But I think just not having that full season, he's one of those guys that has that potential. I think he's going to benefit this year from having that full year going through the grind. Um, very excited to see what he can do. I think we got chances to climb the ladder here uh, with Robbie Kennard and, and um, you know, make some noise, see what, see what happens. Yeah, Kennard has nice offense. I like his, his feet game. Um, I think he need another year of strength and conditioning, which he got. I think initially the idea was that he eventually grow to a 65-pounder, so he's still at 57. So I like him at 57 this year. I think he's stronger. I think he's going to be more experienced. Mm-hmm. I think he could come out of the blue and really start racking up some wins early in the season, get his ranking up and see what he can do. But I think this is the weight class where we can sneak a guy through as an All-American that maybe right now isn't favored to do it. I think a lot – there's people who know Kennard, obviously multiple state champion. I think he's a good name locally. I think nationally he hasn't quite hit the scene like we would like. Hopefully this is his coming out party because I really like this kid. He's an extremely talented wrestler. Um, like you said, let's see what he can do in a full season. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So let's go to 65. We got national champ Shane uh, uh, Griffin back. Um, Shane Wenzel, finalist back. And number two, the Bull, Alex Marinelli back. And then uh, Evan Wick, um, you know, going back to going to California at Cal Poly. Yep. He's, he's ranked number four. So pretty exciting weight here. Keegan O'Toole, number five. He had a, a good uh, offseason. I think it was U23 world. Did he win worlds or world medalist? Um, I think he had a good tournament there. So we got a lot of a lot of good guys in the mix there at 65. What, what are your thoughts at this weight class? Yeah, this is probably, and I hate using the phrase because obviously I'm a Rutgers homer. I never want to knock anyone, but this is probably our weaker weight class in terms of our depth. Um, this is going to be Andrew Clark's weight weight this year, I think. He obviously took Jack Jake Benner out in the wrestle. Benner's been around for a little bit, you know, good depth wrestler. So listen, let's see what he does in those first couple of matches. Let's see if he can get his dual kind of, you know, shape going. Um, I thought if you asked me two years ago, I would, I would have told you that Kennard would be our 65 pounder. He was going to grow into that weight. Obviously he's still going to be at 57, which I think is actually good for him. So I'd be curious to see what Clark can do. He's a, I've heard some good things. So I've, I've spoken to some people who say he's a hard worker. He's been really good in the room. Um, I know Goodell likes to speak up very highly of Clark. He's a very hard worker and he might surprise some people because like I said, going back to last summer, he's put the work in. Okay. He's really put the work in. He's a grinder. So listen, we get a 500 season out of him. That's good for our dual record. Okay. We want to make sure we've got a good solid guy there, but I think in terms of, you know, potential fall American, this is probably one of those weights. It's a long shot for us. So that's my take in terms of Rutgers as far as 65. I mean, is Marinelli finally going to break through? Um, you know, he had a disappointing end to the NCAAs last year. Mm-hmm. You talked about Evan Wick. He was a big story in the offseason in terms of where he was going to go, yeah. you know, which program he was going to jump, jump in, obviously, with, you know, where he's going to follow his brother. But, you know, does Marinelli finally break through and win it? Or does Shane Griffith, you know, shock the world again for the second time and take this weight? I don't know. I think once you get past that top four, obviously, O'Toole's there. Um, there's a couple other guys you got at Neen from Michigan. You got some other solid wrestlers here, but I think it really is Neen House. I've always liked from Purdue. I think he's a sneaky, good wrestler, funky wrestler. Um, I think he's a dark horse in this weight class, but I think this is, I, I like to see Shane Griffith come back out there, you know, a Jersey boy shocked the world, but you know, Marinelli's going to have a chip on his shoulder. This is, this is, it's, it's now or never for the Iowa wrestler. Um, we've been talking about him for five, six years back when he first wrestled, um, you know, our guy, Richie Lewis, and he is still yet to win his title. Does he do it, John? Uh, um, we'll see. I mean, he, he hasn't yet. I think, um, I think Shane Griffith at Stanford, they got a lot of things going there for him. I think, um, you know, I think he might continue to improve. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm more thinking about this weight on the Rutgers side. I think this is a key weight class for Rutgers for their dual meet record. I think yeah. Andy Clark heard all the things you're saying. Hard worker, good has good things to say about him. I think last year he had an injury and kind of came back for one or two matches. So I, I know he put the work in. He's Declan Moody trained, uh, Declan Moody trained Jordan Burroughs. So I think he got a little bit of a, uh, 
uh, of uh, pizzazz there. So I do think that, um, you know, Andy Clark could uh, pull out some big wins for Rutgers. It'd be nice to see him get on that podium, but just, just having a good solid record and win, having some uh, wins in the, the Big Ten season, I think that's going to be pivotal to move the needle for Rutgers and beating some of these top teams. So uh, I'm very excited for that. I do think a freshman, I think his, uh, his you know, he was a true freshman last year too. I think his, his future is going to be very bright with the Knights. We'll see what happens this year. So let's go on. We talked about 40 one another weight class that's on fire is 74 i think you got carter Soroki, you got michael Pepper, who was the number one seed last year you got makai lewis going up national champ you got hayden hidley national finalist you got mike labriola evan wick another fine silver and then Jackson Turley is number eight. This weight is very tough. Um, Jackson Turley, we saw what he could do last year um, in that national um, back end of the bracket. He was tech falling people. Um, even that first match, he, he ended up getting the fall in two minutes for Anthony Montanoia. Um, he had him teched. I think it was like 15 points in, in yeah. the first few minutes. So he has that firepower. I think the, um, you know, uh, Jersey Mike's arena is going to be going nuts for this kid uh, when he gets, when he gets going, I'm excited to see what he ha he has to do. I'm excited for this match. Uh, January 20, uh, January 16th at Penn state. I think he could turn some heads there. The question is, is he going to have the consistency? Um, he had a couple losses last year. Um, you know, showed he was an all American. What are your thoughts, Eric? He reminds me a lot in, in, in different ways. We talk about Anthony Parati, okay, for a couple of reasons. One, other than the fact that Turley, we forget, was a top recruit coming up. There was some expectations that he was going to be big things. Obviously, wrestling out of Virginia isn't necessarily as tough as maybe Jersey or, or Pennsylvania, but he came up with, with the guy they talked about. So coming into the program, he was a big name, but he didn't quite get started. Obviously, he was behind Grello for a while, finally got his opportunity last year, and then just caught fire at the end of the season. It reminds me of Parati's sophomore year as well, okay? 500 record, you know, came in as state finalist, but didn't quite have the big name. And the next thing you know, shocks the world, gets the All-American status, gets the big, I think, 11-second pin. Junior year has a little bit of a letdown, okay? Didn't quite carry over what he did the previous year. And just like Turley, he was a big kind of, you know, he's exciting guy, feeds off the crowd, big, you know, big move type of wrestler, obviously comes back a senior, puts it back together, gets his second All-American status. So I would love probably to go talk to my man Turley and tell him whatever he learned about his junior year. So that Turley doesn't, whatever he does, he can step up and keep the momentum going. But you said it all, Turley is exciting as all hell. I mean, he's the kind, I mean, <clears throat> Listen, do I think he takes Starochi from Penn State out? No, but can he catch him? He absolutely can. I think he can catch any of these guys, okay? He's that kind of wrestler. Um, he could also get caught. That's part of what his style is. You know, this is a guy who could make it to the semifinals. He might fall out of the top 10. I don't know. But to me, I think he's one of the more exciting guys in this weight class. We saw it last year. I think he's going to come out pumped. I actually think he's going to, he's going to turn heads. I think he's going to be more exciting this year because he, he showed the world what he can do. This is the kind of guy who's probably in the practice room. You see him doing some crazy stuff, but you get him in a real match environment. He turns out to be a gamer. That's what he is. That's what I'll say about Jackson Turley. He's a gamer. The problem is, like you said, this reminds me a little bit like, you know, kind of, you know, that, that 41, 49 weight class, there's a lot of freaking studs in the top here. I mean, I'm looking at the top four. Any one of these guys can be a national champion and a couple of them already been national champions. Michael Lewis, Lewis, obviously being hurt. He, you know, had a tough end to the season. He was, you were there ringside when this guy, you know, shocked the world and won the national championship. So obviously what the, the kid from Penn state is, is no joke. The, now Washington from Indiana, he's not even the top top eight. Okay, we obviously saw what Turley did to him. Mm -hmm. So I love Turley this year. I'm excited. I'm not going to make any predictions, John. Okay, I know my man. You know, over there in Missouri was talking some crap about him. I don't know if he was calling him overrated or lucky, but I'm hoping Turley turns some heads and shows people he was not a one hit wonder. Yeah, I, I definitely see him not being a one-hit wonder. I think he's going to have some big wins this year, definitely. 
It's a question of, is he going to have some of those other losses? I think he's going to beat a lot of people up there. I think he could still get caught, but I, you know, I hope he turns it on at the right moments. He'll probably have a loss or two that that's going to leave you scratching your head during the season. But if he turns it on at the right moment, I can see him beating any of these guys. Um, Also another thing with 74, I mean, you look down the, down the, down down the rankings, you got Chris Foka at number 11 from New Jersey. He's been doing big things in the yep. offseason. Mickey O'Malley from Drexel, um, he's at that Penn Regional Training Center. He actually had a really good um, Olympic uh, uh, qualifier uh, tournament. So you got some guys down in those rankings that are pretty good. So this weight is just just fire, man. This is this is a very tough weight. All right, let's go to 184. I know you got your your man Paz's uh tank top up there. We got Brooks. We got a, a bronze Olympic bronze medalist number three, Miles Amin. Uh, we got Trent Hidley, Parker Kitchenson, who beat Paz, and then number five, we got uh Paz there. Um, tough weight class. Um, I think Paz showed you know very very uh solid almost veteran like uh poise last year i think he's yep. just gonna keep getting better we got um miles martin in the room with them so what are, what are your thoughts about this week well what you touched on miles martin i think that makes pause even even a tougher out this year and let me tell you something obviously brooks is who brooks is i know pause wants another shot at brooks okay um highly kid from nc state he had a beat last year okay and i think he's pumped so what i like about pause is I think he got a taste of last year of what he can do and he wants more and you will not see a letdown from this kid. This is the pause is the kind of guy who's going to come out and he's already, he's, he's taken fourth. He just doesn't want to settle for another all American status. This guy wants to get into the finals. So I think he's going to come out firing. The one thing that's interesting about Paznanski is obviously, you know, we'll talk, we'll talk in the duels for a second because obviously we're going to have the uh, try meet, you know, to kick off the season. He probably has the one, wrestler for Rutgers who's got a tough opponent you know this weekend and that's Lou DePerez from from Binghamton he wrestled him last year obviously in the nationals we talked about that I basically was trying to tell everyone don't sit this kid DePerez he's not a big name okay but he's an all-american style wrestler so he's right off the bat we're going to see what what where Paz is at this year I like his chances big time against the Binghamton wrestler to take him out again but we're going to know right away where he's at right now but you said it best he is rolling, okay, with a national champion, national final finalist in the room right now. It's making him better. And the hell with everybody else. Obviously, we want to get Trent again from North Carolina State. I think his eyesight is getting back to – is getting not just the semifinals. This guy wants to get to the finals. I think he wants Brooks. I think he wants Hilly. I think he wants to take these two guys out. And I'm just excited to see what he's going to pull off this year. No, I, I agree. I'm excited. Uh, you know, great, great – Great uh, future we got with uh, Poznanski, only freshman last year. All right, 197. This is, um, you know, first five-time national champ, A.J. Ferrari in this weight. I called it last year. I think he does it again. Has some tough competition, though. You know, Max Dean going up. He's in Penn State. Um, We got um, Jacob Warner. Uh, Bonacorsi, Bonacorsi's back. We beat in the national finals. I think the person who, who we need to watch out for is from Wisconsin, Braxton Amos, of freshman, not ranked. He's yep. probably going to be um, the finalist against AJ Ferrari. I see AJ Ferrari cleaning house again, um, going on, uh, becoming this first uh, first ever five time uh, national champ. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, everything you just said, I agree 100%. Um, but also keep in mind, you've got some guys down there. I mean, you know, Norfleet, believe it or not, for Arizona State is a tough out. Um, I like his chances. You know, Buchanan from Wyoming, that's a tough wrestler. Eric Schultz, we forgot about him from Nebraska. Um, he disappointed a little bit last year, but I think he's another wrestler who's going to make some noise in this weight class. But none of these guys are in A.J. Ferrari's wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, he obviously showed what he's he's capable of. He's bigger. He's stronger. You know, we joked around whether he goes up to heavyweight. So obviously he didn't do that this year. You know, whether he becomes a five time guy or not. Listen, anyone can lose on any given Saturday or Sunday. So to say he's going to be the first five timer, I know that's your claim to fame. We'll see if it happens. Let's see if him and Max Dean, you know, get an opportunity to wrestle. Obviously, Maxine moving over and going over to Penn State. And that's the one thing I want to say about Dean is that Penn State room changes people. 
So before you sleep on my man, Max Dean, let's see what happens in that room with, 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 with obviously with Kale, you know, running the program. We'll know by midseason where this guy's at and what we're going to see from, you know, the, the top four or five in the weight class. What I like to do is talk about Rutgers a little bit because obviously we've got the transfer coming in. Um, Janzer, we both thought was a little undersized for 197 last year. Not necessarily from his bulk and his strength. He's a big, strong, tough kid. But from a height perspective, I don't think he was a 197 pounder. We've got Bullsick coming in, a four-time national, you know, ranked wrestler who now is transferred in as a senior wrestler. He's, from what I heard, he's looking really strong. So I like, in general, 74 all the way to heavyweight, I think is the strongest we've been in a long time. I mean, when you got Janzer basically – as a second tier wrestler in our program right now, because I think he's down to 185 or 184. He's going to back up pause. Bullsick's going to step in and take this weight class for us. He is a national level wrestler, whether or not he breaks into that top eight, we'll see. But for Rutgers nation, who doesn't necessarily know this kid or doesn't know wrestlers outside the big 12 and big 10, this kid can bring it. Okay. I'm very excited to have him in the weight class. He's a good veteran presence. He's another guy for pause to work with along with, you know, everyone else we've mentioned. So I look, like 197 from Rutgers. What is your thoughts? No, I'm, I'm excited with this transfer coming in. You know, I, I love Billy Janzer. I think um, yep. I hope they, they use him a little bit at yep. 84, give Paz some breathers and, yep. and get him in the lineup. Um, but I do think, uh, you know, Bolsack, uh, a four-time national qualifier, is that veteran. Yep. 97 is, a, you know, you said it. There's a lot of lot of good guys at 97. A lot of, lot of years it wasn't like that. It was like you had two or three and then a big yep. drop-off. So um, there's a lot of tough guys there. I think um, Bolsack could, could make some noise and run it up. Um, now, the big thing that I think, I, I see November 20th, first match of the season is Oklahoma State, Minnesota. I would love to see A.J. Ferrari pull the, pull the money move, up. say he's going up, pump that up a week before on social media. That will be a big match live on the Big Ten Network. I hope he, I wish he does it because what do you have to lose? I mean, if he gets beat up by Gable, who cares? Um, doesn't, doesn't, no one's going to, going to shame him for that, but I think he could really uh, make some noise in the wrestling community. I'm hoping he does that. If you're listening, AJ, do that. So let's, let's go with Gable, you know, heavyweight uh, coming back. I think he's going to be the biggest story of, uh, at NCAA this year. Um, he, he's, I think he's going to bring a lot of noise with the WWE, a lot of his endorsement deals. I think he's going to be a big name. I know you talked about Spencer Lee being the, the main event at ESPN. I think the main event's going to be Gable. I think he's going to be the top athlete in division one, not just wrestling. Um, I think there's just going to be a lot of, a lot of hype around him. Um, we'll, you know, I don't see anyone challenging him. I know we talked a little bit last year about Paris maybe coming up. I mean, maybe I talked about it shame on me i don't see that happening i think you do got some very tough heavyweights there but i think gable is a a man above a man wrestling boys um you got uh paris uh mason paris you got cassiope did a transformation you know this guy's like ripped now um you got schultz you got kurt fleet you got a lot of good heavyweights there this is gable's world um um let's talk about though uh Let's talk about Boone McDermott. I do think he's somebody that could get up there, ten to fifteen, be a ten to fifteen uh, ranked guy. What are, What are your thoughts there? Yeah, Boone McDermott, as everyone knows, kind of transferred to us uh, a year or two ago. I think it was a year or two ago. He was um, kind of at that second tier level where I think he was a division, whatever it was, finalist. Um, he's got some good pedigree to him. Um, you know, has the consistency been there? Does Kenny bring that level of wrestling to, you know, obviously what is a very stacked weight class? Because we don't talk about heavyweight being stacked, and I'll get into that in a second, but this is another stacked weight class. I think another year in the room has helped McDermott. Obviously, you've got, you know, uh, the little Colucci who's, 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 who's in that in that room right now. Um, Alex Esposito has really, you know, kid from Cranford over the last couple of years, he's done a nice job filling in when he's had to. He's always been a gamer to go out there. He's come a long way, and I think he's going to be a good, solid depth guy at heavyweight. So I, I think we got two guys who can go out there and give us a match. Obviously, Boone McDermott, you know, took him out in the wrestle off. Um, this is going to be Boone's weight. I think he can do some noise here in this weight class. I think he's a talented wrestler and he's fearless. Okay. What I liked about Boone last year is when he went out there and he basically short got the short draw to wrestle Stevenson. He didn't back down. Okay. Obviously, we knew he wasn't going to win. 
we knew he was going to get probably Tector or what have you, but he never backed down. He pushed him. He went at him. That showed me a lot. Okay. So he's going to go out there and he's going to wrestle every single match. He's not going to be intimidated. So I like Boone McDermott. Again, I like everything from 74 up. I think we're going to be really strong. You know, we missed the days of, you know, we had, we had some, some good, you know, when we had Billy at this weight class, um, when we had DJ at this weight class, you know, we've had a history of having some good solid wrestlers at heavyweight. We've been a little bit down. So I'm excited what Boone can do. I think he's going to have a good solid season for us, whether or not he gets in the podium, you know, I don't know. Like I said, that top four or five is just really, really strong. I mean, we haven't talked about Schultz from Arizona state and Kerfleet from Penn state. Again, another guy who could sneak into the finals, but Cassiope, like you said, the transformation of this guy's body since last year, it looks like it's his, his younger brother. I mean, the guy looks in great shape. He's taken the kind of the body fat out. I think he's lost a couple of pounds, but he's put, put some good solid muscle. So I'd be curious to see what he can do, but everyone's wrestling for second. So, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, I, that's all I, agree. I agree. So last question, Eric, um, before we wrap up, how many All-Americans does Rutgers have uh, at the end of the day? Next? This is going to be the first year we're going to get four. Okay, Last year, I predicted we get to three. We did it. Um, I like Sammy Alvarez. I think he's going to break through as long as he keeps his weight. I think Seabass, you know, the question is whether he can finally get back to the finals. So I like Seabass. Um, I think we're going to get – here's my take. Pause. I'm going to take pause. Okay. I think between Turley, MVB – and obviously our, our, our boy at 57, okay? I think one of those guys have got to sneak through. Uh, like I said, I, I think we've got three very high probabilities in Seabass and Paz and Sammy. I think between those three classes, we've got to get one through. So I'm being, listen, I'm not usually pessimistic. I think there's a lot of people on the boards who talk about how, how great we're going to be. We're going to have three, four All-Americans. I always say temporary expectations. People overrate our wrestlers. I love this lineup from an NCAA standpoint. I don't love it as a dual lineup as much as I do for the NCAA tournament. I think there's a lot of points in this lineup that we're going to see in March. But I'm going to go out on the limb for the first time. I'm going to predict four All-Americans. How about you? Uh, I'm, I'm not even giving names. I just think we got a lot of bullets in the chamber. You know, I think we got a yeah, lot of I guys agree. that can sneak through. I think one or two people that you're not expecting all American are going to be Shaver comes out of nowhere. I'm going to go five, you know, I'm going to go five. I mean, I, yeah, I think, you know, there's some no brainers in there. I think Seabass is an all American and no brainer. We just talking about the finals, but I think there's going to be some combination. We just got the, we got the bullets and I think some of them are going to land. I'm going to go five AAs. Uh, let's do it. All right. So let's go on to the matches this weekend. NJCU, Cleveland state, Binghamton, you touched on Binghamton, Lou Duprez yeah. uh, versus pause. That's going to be a big match. I also think at Cleveland state, um, they have uh, their 97 pounder, number 22, uh, Ben Smith. So we get a, a good chance to see what uh, Bull Sack's about this weekend. Um, you know, any other thoughts on the matches? No, those are, those are the two ones I want to see this weekend. Obviously, you know, I'm probably not, we're going to be down South Plainfield. Alex is going to be wrestling um, at War Zone. So we're probably going to miss the 10 o'clock match. So we'll be there for the second two. But I think you, you touched on the two weights. Those are the ones I'm excited to see. This is going to be Ballsack's going to come out and have a tough run. Like you said, he's going to get the Cleveland State kid who's tough, um, top, potential top 20 wrestler. So I think that's going to be the one I'm going to keep my eye on. I think Paz wins this. Um, he handled him pretty well at Nationals last year to obviously get to the All-American round. But again, it's, it's, it's tough when you have out of the gate an All-American level wrestler in your first match and, and try meet. So, you know, it'll be exciting to see. I'm just glad to be back out there. I'm glad to be back in the rack. Last year, you and I had to watch all this stuff on streams. We didn't have the opportunity to get back and see our guys. This is Paz's first opportunity to wrestle in front of the home crowd. We know that Sebastian Rivera, one of the reasons he's back here in Jersey wrestling for Rutgers is he wanted the opportunity to wrestle at the rack. Finally, he gets the chance to dome the Rutgers singlet in front of the audience. It's not going to be our usual crowd because obviously it's not a Big Ten matchup. It's it's going to be three duels, which are going to win handily. We're probably going to have, you know, some of our backups wrestling this weekend. But it's just great to be back out there. And that's what I want to see. I want to see our boys. I want to see Sammy back out there doing his thing. So I'm just excited to be back in the rack. 
Yeah, same here. I'm excited to be back. I'm going to be screaming front row. We're going to be going nuts. Um, it's going to be a good time. So I got one question to end it on. A uh, question came in. Uh, this is from Josh Baylor, uh, former Penn wrestler uh, fame and, and ja uh, Jefferson fame. Um, so he has a question for you. One of. So he wants to know, why is Rutgers ducking Penn? Wants to get that Rutgers Penn match. What do you have to say to that? Say a couple of things. One, I'll be respectful for my boy, Clint Motter, who's uh, obviously a UPenn guy who I'm, uh, I'm not going to talk smack about UPenn. We got a Westfield wrestler at UPenn. Okay. Um, my man, Composto, who, you know, I'm named to keep out for, for those uh, CJ Composto coming back from industry injury. You know, I like to see what he does down at UPenn. Listen, UPenn's done a great job, John, building that program. Okay. But Rutgers wrestles Princeton. We've got Ryder on the schedule. We've got some good, strong local matches. We're in the Big Ten, buddy. Anytime UPenn wants to come out of the Ivy Leagues and come join the big boys in, in, in the Big Ten and go against the heavyweights, they're more than welcome to make the petition. Welcome aboard, guys. It's up to you. Otherwise, I'm not going to sneeze at our schedule, John. We are in the toughest weight class in wrestling. Our non-division matchups, do me a favor, Penn, go beat Princeton first. And then maybe you can come wrestle with the varsity guys. What do you think? Um, you know, I, I think um, I, I'd like to see Rutgers wrestle Penn, honestly. I'd like, I like going down to Philly. I'm close over here. It's close for me. Go to the pleasure, watch the match. That would be an unbelievable time. Um, I'll tell you what, the one thing I have to say there is, you know, when Penn was at their heyday, you know, they had some monster teams there in the late 90s. The Silver Fox wanted to get them on the schedule. We we couldn't get it. You know, they had Slay. You talk about the modders. Uh, you know, Baylor was in there. They had Yoshi. Uh, you know, they had some studs in that lineup. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get a shot. So I think, I, I think honestly – Let's get it done. I want to. I want to go over to, to Penn. I'm actually going to go to the Penn and Penn State match. That's going to be a good time. Be great yeah. for me to see it happen. I'm with you. We got a lot of teams on our schedule. It's it's hard to make it happen. But for jokes aside, first, though, John, I'd love with to all due respect, and watch a match at the Palestra. What UPenn has done um, with the Pennsylvania RTC, bringing Jordan over, and obviously, you know all the depth they've got at that program right now at that RTC. You talk about Slay, who, who basically runs that program. Jokes aside, what UPenn has done for that program, they're an up-and-coming program. They probably sneakily have one of the best RTCs in the nation right now. And it's, I won't say it's come out of nowhere. They're well-funded. Um, I think they're well-backed. People take that program seriously. I'm very excited to see what UPenn can do long-term because they are a good, solid program. Them and Princeton really kind of, you know, add something when you think about the Big Ten, the Big 12. I think it's actually exciting to see what they're going to do. So jokes aside, I think it's a hell of a program. Uh, heck yeah. I mean, you know, and it's, it, they built that little by little, right? It just kind of kept coming along. And now they got Joey McKenna over there, Brandon Slay yep. over there. They got, uh, like we talked, I talked about it before. Mickey O'Malley um, had a great run, you know, didn't, really do, didn't do much in, in college yet. You know, he's ranked like 17th. He had a great run at the Olympic trial. So they're doing some good things over there. Like I said, I'd like to see it happen. You know, I'd like to jump on the, the Paco, get over to Philly and and have some beers and, and watch a match at the Palestra. Maybe it happens. I hear the music though. I'm going to be ready for Sunday. I know you're going to be ready. You got the Sunday, have your coffee. You got the t-shirt. your coffee before Sunday. Go, LeGrand Coffee House. That stuff is delicious. Pause promo code, get it done. Hey, follow the show. Follow us on, um, follow us on, uh, YouTube, follow us on Spotify, follow us on Apple Podcasts, wherever you're, you're, you're listening to your podcast. I'll see you guys later. I'll see you at Jersey Mike's on Sunday. Talk to you later, Eric.